is the Dog Guys, episode number 342. Hey, we've been gone for a while, but we're still here. Dogs lose a freaking heartbreaker on the plains near Tumors Corner to the Eagles and Tigers and the Plainsmen. But hey, we got another game against Kentucky. Let's get it on. Go dogs. Dog fans, it's the dog cast. God. It's the dog cast episode number 342. Old dog, I think people thought we were never coming back. Like it was the, like the end times. The fourth and 18 was the end of us. But uh, we are not dead. We're not in a hospital. We're not in jail. We're not in a ditch somewhere. And old dog is not swinging from a shower rod. When a homemade noose. We are back in the bunker. Uh, let me first apologize for not doing the show last week, guys. We just didn't, we just couldn't get the Auburn pregame show done. And the Auburn postgame show, I gotta tell you, I'm just, I've just been tired. Tired. Heart sick. Tired. Didn't want to talk about it. But old dog, we're back in the bunker, baby. Yeah, we're here. I mean, we got two more. Well, I guess three more games to go. Um, you know, let's let's talk. Let's go ahead and get it over with. Let's talk about the Auburn game. Let's get it over with. Um, I mean, to to start off with, heartbreaking. I mean, we had literally the way we played for most of the game. We had literally no business being in the game. Three had quarters. No business, three quarters had, of no hope at all had no business to even be where we could and then miraculously really just Aaron Murray kind of willed us in we we actually are up by a point or more than a point and uh then just you know blow it um you know I I don't there's so many things that that just boggle the mind with the way we've played but first i want to mention just what an idiot gus malzahn must be and idiot and you know i'm thinking that you know monday when the georgia coaches get together you know they stand up and go you know can you believe what that dumbass does look he kicked the ball to the end zone nine times doesn't he know like like pooching it to the 40 is the way to go or the high directional kick. And then I know Todd Grantham gets up and he says, yeah. And I bet that dumb son of a bitch even tells his defensive backs to bat the ball down on fourth down. You yeah. Know, what is he thinking? But hey, they learn from it and move on, man. We're just going to move on. We're just going to learn well, from we it gotta, and move we, on. We got to, we got to move on because it's that kind of season. It's a move on season. It is a uh, move on kind of season, but you're right. Gus Malzahn's team, the Auburn Tigers. They kicked in the end zone every single time. Yeah. Every kickoff they had was a touchback. And no. And you see where, and you see where that gets them. 
none of our kickoffs were touchbacks, not even one. No. And, and now, on all of them, I mean, I think some of them he was trying. At least he was trying. I, I don't think Marshall no, I mean, can I've, get I've it into him. the end zone consistently. I, oh, I think he can because I've seen him do it. Yeah, but he can't do it consistently. He just well, can't do it every time. I'm yeah, but you. but when you kick off as many times as he does, no, they they told him to kick it high, and and not into the end zone. Yeah, definitely. Like on the first one, the first oh, one. Oh, I think the all first of kickoff was terrible. It was well, terrible. That was a planned pooch kick. But I know. I mean, here we are, and and we don't need to. And we've gotten a lot of emails. I mean, we're we're going to start beating the same old horse to death. Yeah, we're not going to again. Do that. And and folks don't want to hear us. I mean, they know what my opinion of the coaching staff is. They know what your opinion of the coaching staff is. Let's talk about the good and the bad. Let's do. Let's what, talk I mean, about the good is, and the bad. Uh, what is up with our offensive line? I mean, not only do they have good games and bad games, hell, they have good series and bad series. Well, let me ask you this. Why is it that you think Will Friend gets a pass that Todd Grantham doesn't get? Can you riddle me that, Batman? Because let me tell you something. Did you see the quote from because John not, Theus? Because he's, because he's not a coordinator. And, yeah, the quote from John Theus is like, we came out flat. How do you come out flat against the number eight or seven team in the nation in the oldest rivalry we have got? How can you come out flat to play Auburn? How do you I come mean, out just, and, 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 and you're and surprised? You are, how can you be so damn stupid to say it? I know. He goes, well, we came out, we were a little flat, and boy, they were good and playing hard, and he, and they're fast. He he was, he was shocked that Auburn got on the first series, was playing hard and trying to sack the quarterback and really getting after it. And not only is he actually shocked by that, but like you said, he's going on the record as saying, man, I was surprised at how hard they were playing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me, man? John Theus, really? I mean, I don't know what's worse, that he thought that or that he's told us that. That that he told us that, because that just shows that just shows poor judgment. Good Lord, man! I mean, it, you know, and it, he just gets asked, he just gets raped uh, by number thirty, just over and over and over and yeah. over and over. And so we pull him, we put in Colton Houston uh, long enough to hold this kid off and get Theus's head straight. And then Theus is like, yeah, these guys evidently they want to win. And I guess I'm going to have to play hard. So then Theus goes back in the game. You know, and uh, man, I'll tell you, the offensive line doesn't have the youth or the, you know, the inexperience or the injuries to blame that Grantham has. You know what I mean? I, I, it just surprises me that Will Friend doesn't take more heat. Yeah, and, and you know, along along the lines of, of youth on defense and stuff, I, I'm kind of tired of hearing that, too, because it, it's not like our defense was stellar last year when we had a bunch of, you know, future NFL players You're right. on it. I mean, and... our, you know, I mean, I don't – no one needs to suffer from the illusion, and if you are, get a grip. Our defense last year wasn't good. 
Oh, I know. We were like tenth in the SEC or something. Yeah, but you here's know. The so thing. I mean, so and, I mean, and we're it's still not like. So I don't think. And there's all this talk. You know, well, you know, maybe he deserves a pass. I mean, anyway, no, he's his defense if not performed well, and I think a lot of it is we have not. You know, the I, I think they brought him in to be to to coach the three four and that was going to kill the spread and the read option and all of that. But we haven't gotten the pieces that we need. Because if you're going to do that, A, you have got to year after year after year have a great nose tackle, which we have not had. And then year after year after year, you've got to have linebackers that can cover between the hash marks. We have not gotten that. And the most important thing of all, is you have got to have guys that will play disciplined football, play their position, and the most important thing of all, and the thing that we just seem not to be able to do, is tackle people. I know. That's what I was that going to say. And that we're is, not and, better. And I'm going to throw out just a wild clue. Tackling is the key to good defense. <laughs> Being able to put the man on the ground when you, it's like, I think literally we have told our players, you know, first, you know, the first guy that hits the guy, you cannot take him down to the ground. I know. And we're not better at tackling now than we were. We're not any better now than we were in week one. No. So don't tell me that we're going to learn from it and we're going to, we're going to get better because that freaking talk is cheap, baby. Yeah. Talk is cheap. And I know Grantham's not an idiot. I know he knows what he's doing on defense. But whatever it is he's doing in coaching, it's just not translating to our kids for whatever reason. It's, it's just not. not. And, and it may be the NFL because obviously if you're getting paid to play and that's your job, they're practicing a whole lot more. Maybe it's just – and, and I'm not saying this in a mean way, but maybe his schemes and everything are just too sophisticated and can't be picked up in the time that's allotted to a college kid to practice and pick up the schemes. Right. Well, let's talk because a like bit. I say, this year is not an anomaly in, in poor tackling and basically poor defense. Let's talk a little bit more, too, about the game, too. I don't want to get hung up on talking about Grantham, but, no. you know, the defense, I mean, how many yards did we give up? Six. Thousands. <laughs> no. I mean, we gave up almost 600 yards in offense. We're on track to give up way more points than Willie Martinez did in even his worst year. Um, we're averaging giving up over 30 points a game right now, which – uh, it's just I can't even barely say that. Let's talk about special teams. Um, like we said, Morgan Morgan had no touchbacks. Uh, Colin Barber, he was okay. You know, not terrible. The best thing I can say about special teams is they didn't directly give up any point. They didn't give up any points. No, probably the closest. We, and you know, don't get me started on pin wagers. But you know, probably the closest. Oh, I'm about to get you started on pin to, wagers. To given to giving up points on special teams was when we had the the jumping over the pile call <laughs> right oh my gosh yeah i mean we those are bizarre penalty i mean we had a blocked kick that was cool 
but we had this bizarre leaping over the protection screen. I mean, you know, I, I don't understand. I mean, man, I, I don't know, man. I tell you what, the penalties, the, the, we've got to protect the players from themselves penalties, the targeting, the jumping over the protection veil, all of those penalties. The fact that they even exist are all a testament to this we we are, you know, holding off the the lawsuit kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I but just man. don't you know, I just don't understand what, what they're doing with that. And and I tell you what, I would have my my respect level for Coach Rick would have gone up one thousand percent when that little mealy mouth livered lip pin wages through that flag, if I had been Coach Rick, bad bad hip and all, throw down your damn headset and whip his ass right there on the thirty yard line. Would have been awesome. Would have been awesome. Did you see if you if you watch the video, I watched the replay, you know, lots of guys have posted. Pin wagers actually after Coach Rick turns his back and starts walking back to the side, Penn Wagers comes back Stays and re-engages it. him yeah. and then gets in his face and throws the flag. I mean, Penn Wagers has a hard-on for the, for the Bulldogs and for Coach Rick in particular. He cannot wait to throw a flag on us. He well, wants and, you and- to know... He doesn't like you. He does right. not like us, guys. And no. he wants us to lose. He wants us to fail. And he is th- if we do anything wrong, we're going to get a flag. There's no or, buy, or even, no even passes. If we, if we even think about doing something wrong, he's going to throw a flag. And, and I don't know, I don't know if McGarity and and I guess it would be more in McGarity's role than coach Rick's role, but Someone that they need to tell this guy Shaw or whoever it is that's head of SEC officiating that we just, you know, pin wages should never ever officiate another Georgia game. No, he really that, shouldn't. You know, if you look at it, there's enough evidence <laughs> it's a out there. Conflict of interest, man. It, it is, and and I, I personally think it stems from the 2000 celebration of the first touchdown at Florida. Yeah, maybe. Because I think, you know, they talked about losing control and all this, and, and I think Wages has had a hard-on for us ever since that and said, you know, that's it. You know, I, I'm going to crush these folks whenever I can. Right. I'm going to keep them in check at all times. Yeah. Um, let's talk some more stuff. I'll tell you, Nick Marshall, for his part, you know, uh, I believe Operation – I mean, I, I'm not willing to say that he violated his contract on Operation Overlord. The kid, even on the 4th and 18, <laughs> is trying to throw the ball away. In fact, did throw the ball away. Yeah. And we kept it in play for him. <laughs> it's just unbelievable, man. You but know, uh, I, Nick Marshall tried – he was a scared little baby yeah. in that fourth quarter, man. And on that last drive, he was a scared little baby. I mean, just, what a what a freaking if just, we had just what if a we bitch, just, what a punk. If, well, and if we had just dialed that defense up, maybe after the the second or third defensive series when we were having our ass handed to us. Yes, I know. You know, yeah, why, Nick Marshall is why no we, Aaron Murray. I can tell you that. No, and and why it took a little over three quarters to realize what we needed to do defensively is still beyond me but 
I mean, really, hats off to Aaron Murray. Man, let's talk about Aaron Murray for a second. Yeah. Because he's awesome. And, you know, I tell you, in that last 12 minutes, 12 minutes, three minutes into the fourth quarter, 12 minutes, old dog, he's 11 of 15 for 150 yards, throws two touchdowns, and runs for a third. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just telling you, I love Aaron Murray. We've been talking about him all year. We've got a bunch of email. You know, you know, enjoy him while you can enjoy this kid while you have a chance. Watch him while you can because, you know, I have a lot of friends who aren't Bulldog fans, and I try to explain to them, old dog, the difference between a kid like Aaron Murray and a kid like Matt Stafford, and they think that I'm nuts. You know, they're like, Matt Stafford, man. Matt Stafford's freaking awesome, man. He's, he's freaking NFL, number one overall. I mean, holy crap, he's he's awesome. And they don't understand when I say, man, I would take Aaron Murray every single day, every single day of the week, twice a day, every day, and four times on Sunday over Matthew Stafford. And they don't, they have no idea. And, you know, I mean, I'm like, man, if you don't know, you just, I can't explain it to you. No, it's the intangible because, (laughs) because Aaron Murray is a team guy where Matthew Stafford was a Matthew Stafford guy. Right. Aaron Murray would jump off of a building if it meant for Georgia could win a football game, if that's what his team needed him to do. Well, and not just that, but more importantly, I truly do believe that Aaron Murray would sacrifice some of his statistics or whatever it is for the team to win, and that was not the case, I think, with Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, again, was all about Matthew Stafford, and if the dogs won, well, you know, that, that was, was just a, a that was just that was just gravy. Right. But but so, I do think I do think Aaron Murray's main purpose is for that team to win. And I think he showed it by the fact that unfortunately for him he came back to play this this year. Absolutely. I just I just love that kid. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him all day. I know he makes mistakes. Sometimes he's erratic. Sometimes he throws picks. Sometimes he loses games, man. But I'm telling you, you cannot, you just can't, he, he's just above reproach. He just is. The way he plays is just above question. Yeah. He just is. Oh, no, the, no doubt. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's one of the best we've seen. You just got to, and I'm telling you, you need to soak it up and think about it because I'm telling you, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, old dog, I'm not old dog, but I'm old enough to know that, I mean, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks play for Georgia, you know, and I'm telling you, 20 years from now, you're still going to be telling people, man, I remember we had Aaron Murray. I mean, you talk about I me, mean, hell, we talk about David Green. David Green was a good quarterback for Georgia, too. And uh, we still talk about David Green, and I think Aaron Murray's an even better quarterback for Georgia than David Green was. And I tell you, I just, I just, I just love that kid. He's freaking yeah. awesome. And and we've got three more games to enjoy him. Yes. So, and he is not called for a blackout, and there's not going to be a blackout, regardless of what Coach Rick says about we don't have black jerseys. Because I'm, you know, okay, I get it. We don't have black jerseys, whatever. But I'm telling you right now, dog fans, 
if Coach Rick wanted black jerseys on Saturday, he could by God have black jerseys on Saturday. Yeah. Don't don't think for a second that Nike can't get damn black jerseys in one week. Are you are you kidding me right now? But anyway, um, yeah, we're not gonna have black jerseys, I don't think. But uh, and Aaron Murray didn't really call for blackout. I think that was a Twitter a Twitter hoax. But uh, anyway, I think I'm gonna wear black anyway, though. You know, I you know, and really, anyway. and really, at this point, you know, who cares? I know. I, mean, I don't care. This, this but team, I think I'm gonna wear black. Well, the players need to worry about fundamentals in winning a and football tackling. game, other and tackling and catching the ball and and blocking. Uh, you know, as opposed to <laughs> what color jersey? Yeah, but I don't. Th- now, be fair though. I don't think the players. The players aren't talking about what color jersey. They're not that. This was a fan generated thing. I don't think there were any players going. Man, I wish we had to play jersey. I don't, I don't think that was happening. Well, I hope not. Don't get wound up on fashion. We're not wound up on fashion. Right. We're no Oregon. Georgia rares. Georgia's jerseys are red and they're white. Right, I know. and that's what they need to be. It's worked well for over a hundred years. So we got um, that Auburn game, and man, you know, I even mean, before, it was it was a heartbreaker, but it really kind of summarizes the way our season went. Yeah, and you know, is as good as the game, or as good as the fourth quarter was, if you were a Georgia fan, because I'm telling you, the first three quarters were pretty damn miserable. Um, it, you know, in the overall scheme of things, yeah, would it have been fun to have beaten Auburn to come back? And we would have talked about this comeback for a long, long time. But in the overall scheme of things, it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Well, you're you know, right, I mean, it season... wasn't going to it wasn't going to propel us into an SEC championship game. Um, right. But we played the games to win them. And you're right. It was oh, an yeah. Epic and, and, I wish, and, and I wish we had. And it was a heartbreaking loss. If you were a Georgia fan, uh, you know, yeah, with, without a doubt. And I'll tell you this, too. Before the play went, I mean, you know, I, I talked about because, I mean, I've and I, as I know you have in Athens, I've seen Auburn on a fourth and 15 throw a touchdown and beat oh, yeah. us on a fourth and 15 in Athens. And I schooled my young little dog fans. Uh, who were there in the living room with me, my wife and my kids, I'm telling you, as I know all Georgia fans were, that last series, man, first down, second down, third down, Nick Marshall looks like a scared little baby. He has no idea what the hell's going on. I mean, if we Fourth down and 18. And if we could have only played with that intensity for the entire game. Right. Come out kind of like Auburn did, and, and where our players were shocked. They played that hard. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen a team play hard from the first opening gun, you know. Um, The fact that they played hard, you know, I'm telling you, those three plays leading up to that fourth and 18 were just awesome. Yeah. And I told my kids, I said, it ain't over until it's over. I've seen Auburn kill us on a fourth and 15 before. Right. And when the ball was in the air. I was like, we got it, man. We got this. Yeah. That ball is oh, overthrown. Yeah. We got it. He's throwing it in a double coverage. How can we not win? Holy crap, that ball is overthrown. We got it. It's going. We're going to pick it off. And then, oh, and then coaches are falling down. Right. On the, then coaches and, and, are and apparently out. though, And apparently, though, you, you played into the same thing. On fourth down, the goal is not to pick off the ball. You're right. It's not. It's just to bat it down it's because to end the game. even 
it's to end the game and why pick it off? I mean, you would have lost, not that we needed to score again, but you would have lost 50 or 60 yards. Sure, exactly. Picking it off it down, is the wrong thing to do. Down, if you knock it down, it's Georgia's ball on the Auburn 27. I know. I know. But, you know, I mean, it, it, it is it is what it is. And the one thing that just, again, you we're talking about what people say and the way the, the team came out apparently not ready for the game. Two things that really are, are one thing that stuck out to me, and he said it twice, uh, in his halftime interview and then after the game, Coach Rick said we need to play more disciplined. Right. Well, you know, who's been saying that now for five years? I believe it's two idiots on the dog cast. But more importantly, how does the coaching staff think these players will become more disciplined if it's not through proper coaching? I mean, it's not something you just wake up with. Discipline is something that is taught. Right. And apparently, from our from our head coach's mouth, we are not doing a very good job of teaching it. Man, I couldn't agree with you more, buddy. And so, but, you know, that's a conversation for the postseason. And that's it for the Auburn game. Let's move on to the Kentucky Wildcats. Seven o'clock kickoff. Wait, wait, wait. We're gonna we're gonna pause the right. station identification here. Man, I just I just got an email by the way. I just, an email just came in while we're recording the show, and it, it's super interesting. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna let you read it, and we'll talk okay. about it on the next show. It's from a Clemson guy. Um, it's super interesting. But anyway. We're going to pause. We're going to play the Auburn post-game phone calls, and then we'll be back with the rest of the show after this break. Thanks for listening, guys. Auburn post-game show, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I, I certainly don't want to talk to any more casual fans about it. Don't you hate when casual fans come up to you on Monday morning like you just came back from a damn funeral, and they're like, oh, oh, man. Oh, or, or they, man, that play, oh, Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I I know. Yeah. I get it, right? Um, everybody wants to have a Lindsey Scott moment. It just sucks when you're on the other side of the Lindsey Scott moment, you know? There's no, no doubt about it. All right, dog fans, thanks for listening. We'll be back with the rest of this double-length special episode after these Auburn post-game phone calls. We'll be right back. Dog fans, I got to tell you, right here is where I was going to put in the Auburn postgame calls. And we got, I don't know, maybe 30 calls or something like that. And they all basically say the same thing. And they're all filled with, like, rage. And I know you're probably going to be pissed at me, but I'm telling you, I'm just trying to put that game behind me. I'm trying to put this whole show behind me. I'm trying to put this season behind me. I've just, I, I'm just not going to play them. You guys know what they sound like. Everybody's pissing and moaning and complaining, knocked the ball down. Holy crap, it was a great game. How did we lose it? Can't believe we came back, and then I can't believe we lost. 
you know, just like the senator said, hell, I spent three quarters figuring out how come, how, how we can't, you know, how are we losing so bad? And then you spend, you're like, I can't believe we didn't win. You know, I can't believe we're losing. I can't believe we didn't win. Oh, what a heartbreaking game. I'm not going to play those calls, though. You know what they sound like. We're going to let that go. We're going to burn the tape. We're going to get ready for Kentucky. If you called, it's not... I listen to all of them, and I do appreciate the feedback, and I know you guys like being on the show, but I'm telling you, I'm making the executive decision. I think this is the best thing for the Bulldog Nation, the dog fan intelligentsia. We're going to let those damn calls go. Thanks for listening. Let's get on with Kentucky. All right, dog fans, we're back with the second half of this special double length episode. It you want you asked for it, you got it. Special double length Auburn post game. Well, I'm not sure they asked for it, but they're going to get it anyway. <laughs> By God, you're going to get it. Um, yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky game. Let's talk about. It. Let's put that Auburn game behind us. Let's talk about Kentucky. Um, Kentucky brings their new coach, Mark Stoops, into Athens this year. Um, it's a night game. Um, it's senior night. It's the Thanks on, Aaron. On ES- Have we ever played on ESPNU before? I don't know. Yeah, that's some kind of obscure damn trivia question. Hell, I don't know. I would say we probably have. We may have. I just... Look. Kentucky is 2-8. and eight. They're 0-6 oh this season in the SEC. They've lost 14 SEC games in a row. Um, they only scored six points last week against Vanderbilt. They've only beaten us 12 times ever. The series record is 52-12-2. I'll tell you this. They're going to look and feel... A lot like Appalachian State. You ready for that? They got a running quarterback who can throw. They got some receivers. They're going to try to run the ball a lot and throw the ball, you know, on this kind of zone read spread bull crap. And we're going to win. You know why? Because Aaron Murray's going to cross their ass. Well, I mean, it takes more than just Aaron Murray to crush their ass. And but but you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Kentucky's not very good, and it boils down: it's our game to lose. Um, you know, this this season, it's in the shitter. It's been a bad season. Uh, we're coming off just a heartbreaking loss to Auburn, and it's on the coaches and the players to get up for the game. It's it's the last game for for one great senior and the rest of them a fairly decent group. It's the last time a lot of these guys will ever play in Sanford Stadium. It's the last time this entire team this year is going to play in the stadium because I don't think we've got a bowl game there yet. Um, We need to show up. We need to show our support for the team. We need to cheer them on. Uh, You know, again, as we have said so often, I don't think there are any of these kids that have gone out there and said, I'm not going to play very well, or I'm going to potentially blow this game. I don't think Matthews and Harvey Clements looked at each other and said, let's tip this ball up in the air. You know, it's just, 
it's it's just a lot of things that have gone wrong this season. It's a snowball rolling down the hill, but it, it's not it's not the fault of any of our players for lack of trying. Absolutely. And because of that effort, because of four years of what Aaron Murray's done for us, because of how much we love the dogs and how much we hate the offseason, we have got to show up. We need to be there early. Game kicks off at 7. You better be in your seat by 6.30. And you better be ready to cheer for these Bulldogs. We've got to give this team a huge going away party, and we need to put the hammer down on Kentucky. We got to put the hammer and down I'm gonna on Kentucky. Throw out, and I'm going to throw out one more. Not only do you need to be in the stadium and in your seat by 6:30, but you need at least 24 ounces of dog piss in you too before you walk in the stadium. <laughs> Absolutely. Pull that tape. Pull that cup off the bottom of your bench seat there that you duct taped down and have been drinking out of for free for the entire season. And go get you some Coke, then take the IV bag of bourbon out of your sock and fill it up and keep drinking once you get inside the stadium. And let's raise hell. And let's go out in style. How about that, old yeah, dog? I mean, this is it. This is the last uh, game that the vast majority of these seniors are ever going to play. Yeah, it's in. the last football game they're going to – it's the last home football game. they still got some football to go. But for most of these guys, they're never going to play professionally, you know? These no. seniors, 60, 70, 80% of them, they're winding down their football career, period, you know? This is it, yeah, and they made it further than most people Absolutely. have. Absolutely, absolutely. You got that right. You're a D1 athlete, man. So let's get it. Guys, let's cheer for them. I'm going to wear a black shirt. I know they're not calling for a blackout. I know Old Dog doesn't care about fashion. Old dog's probably gonna wear a ratty old wife beater, chest hair sticking out of the top of it. No, I, I always wear my black shirt. I always wear my <laughs> black shirt with the G over my heart. <laughs> it's it's my ratty old red and white underwear. Oh that yeah, you're I don't to. want to talk about that. No, so, as no one should. So they got this quarterback at Kentucky. His name's Jalen Whitlow. Derek, Derek, no one cares about the name. <laughs> of the Kentucky players. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 Georgia versus Kentucky. Uh, if the Georgia team that we know and love shows up, they're going to pound them into the ground. And if they don't show up, then it's going to be a dog and cat fight. Well, you know, old dog, we've only beat these guys 29 to 24 last year. I mean, the good news That's, is they're not as good as they were last year. The bad news is neither are we. <laughs> so we've both regressed a little. We're going to find out we, who's we regressed have. the most, right? Well, and, and I think it's Kentucky. I mean, you know, I complain about our coaching staff, but but it could be worse. Our coach's last name could be Stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Mark Stoops, out of the world-famous Stoops family of successful coaches. Exactly. So, um, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's Kentucky. They're a basketball school. That's what they pride themselves on. Football is a second thought. This is, I mean, it shouldn't be a game. 
Well, the, Kentucky's I mean, we the SEC's these worst guys. team. We're just not going. We're not we going should, to lose to them. No, we should beat these guys by three touchdowns. And and I just hope, I really hope that we have got enough pride in ourselves and as a team to come out and just whip their ass from start to finish. Let's not come out and play a lackluster, you know, first quarter. Let's not let, as we do so many teams, Kentucky drive the ball down on the first drive and score any kind of points. Let's pretend the first quarter is the fourth quarter. Let's come out with some intensity. Let's be prepared to play. I totally agree. And I want some intensity on both sides of the ball. I want Aaron Murray and that offense to post some numbers that are going to make Georgia fans excited. And I want that defense to come out and act like we're down by 20 and play hard. Get after the quarterback. Let me tell you something. The quarterback and the leading and their leading rusher have the exact same number of yards on the season. That just gives you an idea. I mean, these guys are good. These guys are going to run it. They, they love running it. They doesn't really throw a lot. Well, and, and, and who, and who wouldn't against us? Exactly. But, uh, let me tell you something. I'd rather, I'd rather have a team running against us than throwing against us. Well, probably so. But I mean, and I'm going to steal one of your lines. We need to come out and play from the very start like our hair's on fire. Play like your hair's on fire. Absolutely. Exactly. Like a wild animal, especially on defense. I want them going crazy. I want to see some tackles. These guys are not good. We should beat them no, down. No, they're not. We should, and, and let's hope we do. But that is on us because this is our game to lose. Roger that. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the night game. I don't know about the weather. Old dog, is it going to rain? No, it's not going to rain. It's going to be uh, it's going to be 53 degrees at kickoff. Wow, that's a very light high breeze, level of a, light, a light, subtle breeze blowing out of the south with a trumpeter in the with southern a, with stands. A, with, with a hint of with a hint of earth, magnolia, cocoa, and and some. Oh, that's the cigars I just bought. <laughs> um, no, I mean it's going to be a great night for football because. Any Saturday evening in Sanford Stadium is a great night for football. Mm. I'm ready to hear the trumpet It sound. doesn't matter if it's 100 degrees. doesn't matter if it's 32. doesn't matter if it's overcast. doesn't matter if it's pouring down rain. It's Georgia football. It's still it's a home football great game in to Athens. be. Absolutely, and there are not many of them. Mm. And we need to enjoy the ones that we have. Man, I'm excited. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to get this game on right now. It's Wednesday night. I can't wait for Saturday night. Last home game. Get your butt to Athens. Be there early. I'll be parked over on the tracks, and uh, I don't know. Um, well, you know, you say it's the last home game, but we, we kind of do make, what is it, beautiful, historic, wonderful, lovely Grant Field and historic Bobby Dodd Stadium, or maybe I've got those two mixed up. But we kind of turned that into a home game. Yeah, too. we kind of have. I loves, but, I loves me some Paul but Johnson. But it is, it is the last time we're going to get to play between the hedges in a real stadium because <laughs> even though we probably have more people in 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 that little shithole of the stadium in Atlanta, it's still a little shithole of the stadium <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> 
Dog fans, that's going to do it, man. That's what we got to do. We got to beat Kentucky. Let's finish strong. Finish the drill, old dog, and no, actually no, no, finish oh, no. the drill. That, we need to We need to drop that finish the drill stuff. Mm, and, until we're because, actually because finishing that, the drill? Exactly. All right. I'm down with that plan. Let's actually finish some drills, and then we can start talking about how we finish the drill. Um, dog fans, thanks for listening. It's been a great show. I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's been a great show or not. But I'm sorry we were gone for a while, but we're back now. We'll do a Kentucky post game. We'll wrap up Aaron Murray's final home game. Tell you everything you need to know about the game you just saw in Athens on Sunday night, and then we'll be headed into um, headed into uh, for Georgia Tech game. Man, it's gonna, I'm, I'm excited. Yep. It's going to be big. Um. That's about all I got. You want to you want to talk about the pool, old dog? We haven't talked about the pool. Every, I, everybody won the pool this week. No, I didn't win. Everybody's a winner. No, no, that is not the case, old no, dog. No, no, that's not the way it is. No, that's not the case. Everybody, everybody is not come a winner. On, give everybody, give everybody a trophy. <laughs> like little league, come in for a hug. Exactly. Come on uh, in. Everybody let's wins. Let's see. Those that went twelve and zero, or those that went zero and twelve, y'all, y'all tried. We all tried. Let's see what's up here. Let's check out the standings. Um. Okay. You know, I I will say while you're doing that, I I do want to just reflect back one thing to to the Auburn game, and and not just not on the game, but what I said earlier about our players. They did show tremendous character, and I'm going to put it on the players more than the coaching staff because at at the start of that fourth quarter, there was a chance for the Georgia team just to roll over and play dead and lose by the 20 points that we were down, or hell, lose by 34 points, let them score another two, continue to play like we had been. But somewhere deep down, they had enough pride in themselves to say, this isn't the way we're supposed to play. This isn't, this isn't why we came to the University of Georgia to play like this. And I just hope for these next three games, we can carry that same mentality and that same sentiment. It needs to start with Kentucky. It needs to carry on to Georgia Tech, and it needs to carry on to whatever bowl game we could. We need to have pride in our program, and our players need to have pride in themselves that you can't have your ass whipped for three quarters and just roll over and play dead. And and my hat goes off to those guys that were on the field because they didn't. They stood up and said, we're not going to put up with this crap. And they actually got to the point where we were winning the football game. And and there is a lot to be said for that. I could not and agree more. And more than anything else, that's probably what we need to take out of that Auburn game more than some freak tip play or anything else. When when we were staring into the abyss, we pulled our pants on, put on our big boy shorts, and played football. I totally agree. I love the way the team didn't quit. And they really could have quit, and they didn't. That was the best thing about the Auburn game. That was the be- better even than Aaron Murray's comeback was the way the whole team refused to quit. 
Exactly, because if everybody else but Aaron Murray went, there wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be much going on, right? But now let's get important stuff like the pool. So I'm going to cover the last three winners. And by the way, if you email me your information and you tell me, hey, here's my information, I won the pool, you need to tell me what your pool name is, like what your screen name is. Don't just send me your information and tell me you won the pool. you got to tell me what your screen name is so I know who won and so I can kind of like keep track of that. I can't just have people sending me emails saying, hey, I won, send me something. So going back, I mean, that's, I've had that. Hey, I won, send me something. You know what? But anyway, here's the deal. Going back to um, just because I'm not sure, I'm just going back to week 10. Uh, the Bears 42, D.A. Bears 42 was the winner. He went 9-0 and and won the tiebreaker. Then the week after that, week 11, it... Wait a minute, was was, was there a tie? Did somebody else go 9-0? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, okay. well, that week, holy crap, there was like uh, 14 guys, 14 players went 9-0. and Oh man, we need to take these guys. Including to Mel J. Mel wow. J is man, I tell you, she's got some kind of algorithm going on there. So Mel J tied for first, but lost the tiebreaker by by five points. Then the next week, week eleven, we only had one guy at the top of the board. Race car driver twenty three went nine and one. Mel J in second place at eight and two. That Mel J's a Beast. So, race car driver 23 won week 11. And then last week, the last week we played, I like this guy's handle because it's very easy to understand. Mr. Ray Myers. Okay. So, you don't need to explain to me your handle. If Ray Myers sends me an email, I'll know Ray Myers is the winner, right? So, uh, Ray (laughs) Myers, you are the winner. Eight and one, the only person to go eight and one this week. So congratulations, Ray Myers, on winning the doghouse pool for week twelve. Get your picks in, and maybe you too can win some cool Georgia doghouse swag, like autograph cups. Oh, and see, I'm thinking about that Clemson email. You guys don't know about this Clemson email. I, I, I don't know, but this guy, anyway, this guy says we're way too good to be selling cups and T-shirts. Like, we should be getting paid. But until we're getting paid... As well we should, and we need we need a groundswell because, as we have often said, our goal is to be the voice, the voices of the Georgia absolutely. Bulldogs. I we're mean, way how better wonderful. than Scott Howard. How, I mean, there is nobody that is watching a game that is turning down their TV to listen to Scott Howard and Eric Zier just drone on about crap. How much fun would it be? How much much would people like it if we were calling a game in real time from the press box? Oh, man, it would be be fantastic. There would be – people would – start bringing their radios into the stadium <laughs> like again they used to, to back in to the us. day it, back back when Munson was great I know so yeah you know but anyway that that's a dream we have until that and, happens we've got autographed stadium cups so <laughs> that's right because apparently Fandio ain't gonna No work. <laughs> I don't even have, I don't still have the time to even think about Fandio damn it I can barely get the show out 
But um, well, and not and not just that, but I'm just going to give the Fandio guys a little bit, a little marketing tip. If if you're going to broadcast something over the internet, broadcast it on like on a Microsoft product, not not on Google Chrome that is used by less than one percent of the population. Okay, see, when you say stuff like that, old dog, now you're just you're becoming the old dog. But anyway, because Google Chrome actually is the majority browser in the market right now i hate to tell you that but i know that's going to hurt your well, heart I, because you stopped thinking about the internet in 1996 <laughs> that's right and internet explorer hasn't been the number one browser for like a long long time but hey that's just another that's something else just just showing my you age you're showing guess. your age just settle down don't start talking about browser we don't need old dog talking about browser technology we need old dog no, talking don't. about run the damn ball old dog bobbleheads exactly. and dog piss and stadium cups order some cups we've got cups we've still got jacksonville cups if you want us to autograph it wait a minute my my AOL thing just lit up i've got some mail <laughs> you've got mail from AOL <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right, I'm out of here. We've got to wrap this show up. Guys, Georgia's going to beat Kentucky. Don't worry about it. Just get to the game and cheer on Aaron Murray and the Dogs. Last home game, 7 o'clock kickoff. That means you're in your, your butts in the seat at 630. Thanks for listening, guys. Give us a call at 706. 3630210 or email us at dogcast at gmail.com. I promise you we read every single one. Both Old Dog and I get all the emails and we both read them all. And um, you can follow us on Twitter. That's you that's just me. Believe me, uh, Old Dog's not tweeting on Twitter. <laughs> no. If you want to read what I'm thinking about in real time, follow me at Dogcast on Twitter. And, uh, guys, we really appreciate it. Check out the store. We've got some, uh, cups to sell. You know, until somebody starts paying us for real, uh, we're selling cups. So, thanks for listening. There you go. Hey, makes a great Christmas gift. Go, dogs.